Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode three dozen of the Empty Arena podcast. I am Nick, alongside John, Andrew, and live via satellite, Chris. Hey, hey, I'm on the car phone. How we doing? Woo-woo. Doing good. So uh, today is a special episode of uh, the Empty Arena podcast because oh, it is a very we, special episode. Very special episode. <laughs> How special? We, we, we are so. This is so special that we're actually celebrating not one. But two birthdays today. Two birthdays. Double birthday. Uh, Double birthday. That's uh, the birth of Andrew and the birth of Chris. Christ. Christ. Chris. Uh, yes, we we uh, <laughs> we were born on the same day, same hospital, by the same doctor. We were brought Dr. up. R.I.P. R.I.P. Doctor Weeman. R.I.P. Uh, he was a good man. Ladies love. Was it Weiner or Weeman? A Weiner. <laughs> it was Weiner. My Dr. orthodontist Wiener. was name is. Uh, Weeman. I thought you were going to say having, you a, having a gynecologist named Dr. Weiner makes it all more funny. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought I thought it was going to be Andrew's orthodontist was named Dr. Weiner. <laughs> Weiner was all in my mouth. I'll put it that way. When Weiner entered my mouth, that was the best. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's our it's our birthday. We are old men. This is, uh, and we also share uh, somewhat share a birthday with uh, John's lovely wife and the. Uh, I, I I would call her our, our manager, a valet of the Empty Arena yeah. podcast. Well, she's the gracious, the, the gracious manager, and uh, she is she's a she's a well she's a member of the EAP uh, Supportive Wives Hall of Fame. Yeah, she's part of our staff. <laughs> she's, she's the first inductee. She's our Janine Melnitz, Melnitz. Yes, Janine Melnitz from Melnitz Ghostbusters. From Ghostbusters. <laughs> Well, we have... Uh, All right, everyone, that's our podcast for tonight. That's our podcast. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so we, we have a... It's, a, it's going to be a wild card type of podcast, I would say. Puns. Oh, I see what you did All there. All kinds of puns. Tons of puns. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Wild card. Wild card. Yeah, I'm no, a genius. It, I'm a genius. It, it's a it wild card. It did seem as though he came up with it right off the top of his head. Oh, yeah. He, I, think Absolutely. He, I think he literally just came up with the idea right before he went out onto yeah. the stage. <laughs> That's what it sounded How like. How the hell do we get people to watch this shit? How? Is? Oh. Wild card. Our ratings are going to go from 2.8 to 2.9 <laughs> in the first hour. And then below that after that. <laughs> My God. It was, it was cringy to watch that segment and the segment with the usos but we'll, we'll talk about that a little later yeah so this wild card concept i don't know where it's coming from i think it just might be coming from the 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 low ratings over the last few weeks and maybe the pressure from fox and nbc to produce a good product week in and week out yep and when you have you know when you when you have a superstar shakeup a few weeks prior and now you're Basically throwing these rules out the you know out the window, why why as a fan should I be watching and caring about you know the differences between Raw and SmackDown? If anything, it would make me less inclined to watch one or the other because if I can see you know Roman on Tuesday, I don't need to see Roman on Monday. Or if I can see Balor on Tuesday, I don't you know and Monday maybe I'll just pick one of the days to to watch him wrestle. Yeah, there was I think what. I thought was supposed to be a fresh start for a lot of guys, especially two names that you mentioned, Roman and Finn going to SmackDown. I thought were great moves for them in terms of revitalizing their characters and getting them to a point where they're able to work with, you know, new faces. And now 
right off the bat already Roman Reigns is showing up on Raw and it's for his sake he needs to be on SmackDown because it's something that I think his character needs and now like you said it kind of goes out the window as far as the exclusivity with the superstar shakeup having a set of guys and girls on one show and and some on the other but I don't know I mean there's speculation that it was done as a ratings grab it wouldn't surprise me that just this just smells like it it's very obvious that they're just trying anything at this point now to really start to you know garner interest and you also have the AEW event coming around the corner in a couple of weeks so they're probably keeping their eye on that they're really trying to like you know push the envelope in some ways so this seems I don't know I don't know what to make of it I'm scratching uh, you my know, head I'm, I'm wondering how far down the roster this is going to go like you saw, you know, AJ did it. You saw Kofi. You saw Roman Reigns. Now, how long is this going to go on? A couple of weeks down the road, you're going to be like, oh, my God, Lucha House Party is here as part of the wild card. <laughs> did it count as three? <laughs> the Ascension, part of the wild card. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know exactly what to make of it. I mean, it, they're just going to show up and then have, like, a six-man tag team match? Like, is that what's going to happen every week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teddy Long is going to come out and be like, holla, holla. Yeah, you know what sucks about the six-man tag match? What really sucks... What really really sucks big big ones about this is the fact that you have the idea of um, having two particular guys or two particular tag teams, two particular women work with each other. Like, I'll give you an example. You have AJ versus Seth on raw now just based on the virtue of the of the uh superstar shakeup which is cool now you're, you're getting that match at money in the bank now with this wild card rule are they going to toy with the idea of just throwing like random people onto the other show and and by doing that and by having those one-off matches that you didn't think would happen you're, you're kind of spoiling the suspense and the idea of building towards like a dream match that you you know would like to see one day in the future and I feel like it kind of, you know, takes away that that excitement by doing this. You're just randomly throwing big names mm-hmm. from one show to another, and I don't know. And it's also it's it's them reacting to something so quickly versus letting it, you know, let let these two brands become brands again. Let them have an identity. Yeah. And if you see ratings dip for Raw over like like you know, because what happens is yes, like if if. A bunch of kids love Roman Reigns. They're not going to watch Raw because he's not on Raw anymore. They're going to watch SmackDown. But then you need someone new on Raw to pick up that baton. And they become the new star of the show. And mm-hmm. SmackDown has Roman, those kids that were watching. Yeah, you, you, mean, you mean like The Miz, right? Well, was that sarcastic? I, I couldn't tell if it was sarcastic or not. <laughs> so, you know, I, what I think they need to do is get rid of the whole brand crap. And make it run SmackDown wrestles on both shows, like they used to do. Because that—that's what, if you think about it, that's when they have the highest ratings. Yeah, it's, well, the, every everybody's gonna have like five minutes of screen time. Then. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess you're right there. The but, roster's but, too damn loaded. But I, but I, no, I, like John, actually, I, I, I agree with you because I think there should be just one brand, but maybe instead of having guys completely separated on like either show. Let's say maybe you only see Balor on SmackDown or you'll likely see him on SmackDown more so than you'll see him on Raw. Like make it make it unpredictable so you don't know what show these guys are popping up on. 
like let's say Roman's on Raw in a tag team match and then he appears on SmackDown in a singles match or something. Make it so the guys aren't doing the same thing each each time they're out there. Because when you it's it's because it's either that or completely separate and these guys should never be speaking to each other because if you ha- if you kind of go in between you're you're kind of stepping on both ideas because now it, what's going to happen is you're going to we saw this like in what 2010 2012 when you had these super shows where the Raw and SmackDown rosters would compete on Monday nights on Monday night raw together we remember that super show. Yeah, you, the super show. But when the super shows every single week, it's not a super show anymore. It's just it's just raw, and you have and you have both raw and SmackDown guys, and and it's it got weird, and then they went and they just rebooted the entire thing. They canceled the the brand split, and then they had another draft in 2016, and it's fresh for a while. But then it you just, died out, and it got very stale. Yeah, and and now we're at a point where like what. Why why do I care about Raw and SmackDown when I can see AJ on Raw and on a, and AJ on SmackDown? Like I'm not going to care about either show. Um, it's yeah, they just have to make up their mind, and I'm I'm going to be uh, I'm curious to see what happens after this AEW pay per view. I think what they're trying to do is they're also trying to test the waters as far as between now and when Fox Sports takes SmackDown officially. I think mm-hmm. they want to try to maybe keep their finger on the pulse in terms of uh, what's going to work. I think I think this is more testing for SmackDown. I think they're really trying to like figure out with SmackDown how they could really bring it to a more prominent level as far as viewership because they're going to need it, especially considering Fox threw at least a billion dollars their way. So I wonder if that's the case. I mean, you easily could throw Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey on SmackDown on fri- on on Fridays that's an easy boost right there mm-hmm. but Is everything else I mean, look, they, I mean, they pe- are people names. don't like Lesnar or Rousey at all. But so the thing I, is they I, like they got UFC yeah. fan bases that probably yeah, would true. sneak over, you know, MMA whatever you want to call it. That's the only reason why I would see them going on Fridays, but Friday nights a tough time. I mean, just all around. I mean, how many people are going to be watching wrestling on a Friday night? Well, they, that's... they did that once before and it failed, didn't it? They had they had SmackDown on a Friday and nobody watched it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. But do they also yeah. do they also base it off of DVR ratings? Yeah, so I I, I think now and I, I think the whole I think the Friday night time slot has changed a little bit because back then Friday used to mean it was that was like the dead zone, like you weren't literally. Actually, I think the I think the show Dead Zone. Me and John are shaking hands. All of the dead zone. I can when confirm this. Chris Walken would touch people and see when they would die. Right? Is that the? You, Andrew. You are gonna die <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> on the D train. Gee, all right. Let's not. Let's actually not yeah, get into the topic. Yeah, I take that um, train too. Uh, and that would be a very good Christopher Walken impression. <laughs> <laughs> a dysentery up the ass. <laughs> um, it's. I actually, I, you know, that dead zone reference. Oh no, uh, I'm getting back. I have to get back to the uh, train of thought. No, it's uh, that that Friday night time slot. You know, if it's if if they go the route of like live sports, then I think. I mean, you don't need to watch Raw and SmackDown live, but you know, like live sports, it's you know, you, you, nobody's taping you know a, a basketball game, but 
people do taper on SmackDown, but I think you're, I, th- I think you'll have more people that you know are s- sitting at home on Fridays watching SmackDown if like they're not going to. Uh, for our younger, for our younger listeners out there, the word tape has nothing to do with scotch or duct. <laughs> tape tape is means a, it was recorded. It was recorded on a video cassette. Back in the day, we had to use something that was called a VCR and use a blank tape that we used to get from the 99 cent store. Yes, the 99 so, sex store. Yes. Yeah, yes. Hmm. That's the 99 cent store that I went to, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you had to set your, your VCR, not even a DVR. Before DVR, there was TiVo which not everybody had. We had to actually record something off of the television. <laughs> TiVo meant you you were rich. Yeah, I, yeah. I am you were, rich. You were somebody if you had TiVo. <laughs> it was, now, yeah. T- now TiVo's not even around, I don't think. But, it was right, now we're of off track. But, uh, um, going back, shout out to uh, our pro- TV professor, Professor David Gewertz. Thanks for uh, teaching us all <laughs> our, uh, giving us all our knowledge of uh, the old school way of recording um, movies and for me knowing who Steven Bochco is now <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's let's move on a little bit down uh down the line speaking of hill street blues let's talk about smackdown yeah hill street blues <laughs> <laughs> well played John. <laughs> well on smackdown there was some some one cool thing did happen uh you had daniel bryan and eric rowan win the tag team championships from Oh, there were the vacated titles uh, that Shane introduced, and the Usos came out because apparently they're a part of the wild card now too. I still don't get it. <laughs> uh, and they fought the, uh, they battled the tag team of D. Bry and Eric Rowan, and uh, Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan won the titles, won the tag titles. That was, I thought that was actually pretty cool. I think it was a good way to take the momentum of D. Bry and move it over to the tag scene. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I think Daniel Bryan in a tag team always, it, it worked. It worked with him and Kane. I think it'll work with him and Rowan. And Rowan's a good tag wrestler with uh, all do they the have stuff a, with Luke Harper. Do they have a tag team name? It's going to be probably, I think they're going to change the belts to like eco-friendly belts. Okay. Oh, the hemp one? That'd be really funny, actually. Hemp tag belts. <laughs> so that was that was a bright spot during the week. And let's go to the lowest point of the week. Everything. The absolute <laughs> lowest point had to be the Usos and Revival segment from Raw. <laughs> now, I was doing some work as I was watching Raw on Monday night. But when I looked up, all I saw was the Usos and the Revival talking on stage or talking at the uh, right by the Tron. And the revival had uh, they were scratching their crotches was that they just had like this burning sensation or something yeah and the usos gave them usi hot which made it where i just didn't i didn't understand what was happening <laughs> yeah it it, it 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 was like slapstick humor that kind of reminded me of like some of the insanity that you would see during the attitude era where like you just had these it was at first, I thought it was. A, I'll be honest. I thought it was a little funny, but then like they really, they just, they just killed it. Like they, at one point, they ran up the ramp and and Dash Wilder literally does a forward roll to like alleviate the itching. <laughs> so, that was so. Oh my! I was like, oh my god! And Chris, what the heck is this? Chris, you said it. You said it best. They are like cartoon characters now. Yes, it it made them look like 
not even a tag team. It made them look like characters from like this, uh, like something I would see on Tiny Toons. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's good reference. Except Tiny Toons is a slightly more entertaining. <laughs> slightly, slightly more. It's just you have these two great tag teams that were, you know, both. I mean, Usos were drafted to Raw, and then they, the WWE, asked themselves the question of why the hell our ratings are down, because that's horrifying storytelling. Why are you taking these two great tag teams, putting them in this situation? No wonder why everyone's leaving. I wouldn't be surprised if the revival gets going soon. Yeah, they. This this was. I felt uh, uh, had the makings to be a very, very solid tag team program, and and we haven't really, I think, had that in a, in a long time. We, I honestly, I think the last great tag team program I really got into was the Usos and the New Day from about a year and a half, two years ago. That was good. Yeah, that was by far what what elevated SmackDown's tag division far far past Raw. It was the best thing going, I think, with WWE. One of the best things. This could have been a very good program. I still think it has a chance to. It, they maybe just this was like a one-off thing, and they just moved past it. And now it gets serious, but um, yeah. If this keeps going, it, it it's it's not good storytelling. I don't think it makes anybody look good. I mean, it certainly doesn't make the the revival look good. And to your point, it, it's no wonder why there are rumors about them wanting to leave. And I don't know. I don't know if they are going to leave right now, but yeah. it's it makes it makes yeah. the Usos look look horrible too. It's like they're involved in this shtick. Like, come on, what are you? They're bullies now. They're bullies in high school. <laughs> bullies in high school. Like, it makes no sense. Like, and it's revival is supposed to be nerds, you know? Uh, nerds, <laughs> just fists. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was rough. And then we saw the Viking Raiders destroy Ryder. And uh, yeah, and I think that's sending a clear message that Ryder and Hawkins uh, tag runs gonna. Run I out. I heard a rumor that uh, the instead of Hawkins and Ryder, they were they were gonna they were going to hire two mannequins to hold the tag belts, <laughs> but the mannequins were busy WrestleMania weekend, so the titles went although, to Ryder. Although Michael Cole, Michael Cole did um, make it a point to say that oh look at the effort being put forth by Zack Ryder. <laughs> and Kurt Hawkins, and then they just got squashed. Yeah, well, they're the, they're the tag champions. I would hopefully put somewhat somewhat little effort into uh, into their matches. It's literally the equivalent of being a vacated title. On it. it's it's just getting to that point, and they're going to lose the t- the belts at the next pay per view whenever they're actually on the line. Oh, a hundred percent. They've lost almost every. Well, they've they've won by the skin of their teeth, and that's not a lot of skin. On your teeth. <laughs> Hence the saying. Yeah, last time I checked, I didn't have much skin on my teeth either. Mm. So sure. unless you just bit someone. But that's neither here nor okay. there. <laughs> um, Don't try that at home. Uh, Don't do, try that at home. Do we want to speak about the. Speaking of revival, uh, do we want to speak about Bray Wyatt's character? If there's mm. one quote unquote revived. If there's one thing John is known for, it's his segues. And not the two-wheel scooter. The se- his segues from different concepts. That was a wonderful segue. Revival into the revival of Bray Wyatt. You're welcome. Thanks. So did you guys watch uh, Fire, Firefly 
Funhouse. We're great friends. LMNOP. Sorry. Uh, it's very catchy. You know, honestly, it's the one segment that actually keeps me paying attention. If he's on, I have to stop what I'm doing. And right, I watch because it. now it's getting to the point where little by little, week by week, you're starting to like really look really close and you're trying to look for any little hint as to what this is going to lead to. You're starting to see, obviously, two weeks ago or last week, he took the chainsaw and cut his, you know, cut out character, you know, Ugh, to that, pieces. It creeps me the, ugh, the F out. Now I, this week, the buzzard out of the box, ripping the bunny in the half. And, and, and then they kidnap kids. Oh, yeah, all the kids, he's like, it's time for a beach party or something. Or, time for a picnic. And all the kids have, like, these, like, ex- like they're wearing sombreros and, yeah. uh, like, weird, like, Kanye West sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> they were in Stone of Shades. Yeah, yeah. But the, the creepiest part, and if you notice the last, like, two episodes that he's done this, every time, like, every, he, when he closes out his show, he says, uh, Remember Fireflies, I'll light the way, you just have to let me in. Oh, yeah, when he says that let me in part, he gets like super serious and creepy and stares at the camera. And I remember Fireflies. And then, and then down at the kids. Oh. I light the way, you just have to let me in. Let me in. Oh. That, that's Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me in, Dutch. <laughs> uh, sure. Sorry, Chris, you don't get the reference. Oh, yeah. Nope. I'm all set, though. I need more time. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this has the makings to be something good. I'm like I said, I'm very curious to mm. see where this goes. Now, question: This is a really cool sketch, but where do you think it leads to from a in ring perspective? Who's who's his first opponent? Hmm. Uh, Nicholas, one, a former former tag champion, Nicholas. He has he has he rescues totally the kids from, from the uh, from the Firefly Funhouse. Saturday TV fun house TV fun house. Yeah. Ace and Gary should make an appearance. <laughs> Let go of my show. <laughs> First question though is: Do you think he comes back as a face or as a heel? I think he comes back as a face, but basically like the same. One. Yeah, basically, I, I think basically the same Bray Wyatt that we've always seen. He he has to do his show on like live. T- like he, he it needs to be a special like. On Raw and like you know June fifth, I'll do a you know a, a a special where I'll I'll be live in studio at Raw, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll like he has he needs to invite someone. It needs to be like a segment, like an actual segment or a backstage segment or something. Danny, yeah. would, Danny would love that if it was a backstage <laughs> segment. Poor Danny. So, yeah. well, I, who would be his first opponent? I, I if he's coming back as a face. Maybe Elias, because how Elias is like a guy that like panders to the crowd, and you know he tries to get his following, and you know you lead these people astray or something like that. They're, they're, that's one option. Um, what about Harper? I was just about to say that. Is but Harper he, still around? He's not with WWE anymore. They're not letting him out of his contract. That's the thing, but they're keeping him off TV. I think. I heard he actually left. Like he. Requested leave and yeah, he got, requested and he got, a release. I heard he got it granted. He did get it granted. That's why I heard last. But you could be you could be correct. Yeah, I mean, there's um, if he comes back as a face, you know, there's that. I mean, even maybe Sami Zayn could be one option because Sami Zayn's not really doing much. I mean, he's been doing some weird shtick lately. This would have been a good opportunity for Ambrose to get involved, but yeah, he's uh, doing his own thing. 
uh, well, I guess we'll have to see how this plays out. I mean, I would like to see what happens in the next like few weeks if he does something at Money in the Bank, maybe. Well, who's good with kids? John Cena? Mm. Because yes. in all this, uh, the, the segments that Bray Wyatt has the little kids in it, they're all miserable. Yeah, so maybe he does something where he uh, someone saves the kids. Yeah. Well, we, he's done that shit before. Bray Wyatt has done that shit before with the little... The he's got kids. the whole world <laughs> in his hands. <laughs> the whole... <laughs> kid was wearing like a graduation gown. And he like had like a flashlight in front of his face and like spooked John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest P. Whirl. Uh, okay, so... The, I think that leaves a lot open to the imagination for this whole yes. Bray Wyatt thing, where it's going. Now, uh, okay. So I, th- I think we could uh, move on to Money in the Bank. Moolah in the Bank. So let's let's talk about some of our favorite or the best and worst Money in the Bank cash-ins ever. Next week, we'll talk about the whole card. But this week, let's let let's take a stroll back. Let's go Avenger style back in time to the key points using the Time Stone. Yes, the the Time Stone, which is the WWE Network for nine <laughs> for nine ninety nine for nine ninety nine. <clears throat> so go. You can go back and relive any one of these moments that we're going to talk about. Well, I think it's just worth talking about the first Money in the Bank winner, Edge, because this solidified him as the. Ultimate opportunist, and this catered to his uh, gimmick back then so well, it was perfect right. for him. And who did he cash in on? I don't remember. I believe he cashed in on John Cena after. No. Well, he defended his contract against Matt Hardy in a ladder match on the WWE Homecoming episode of Raw. Oh, that was crazy! 3rd, yeah, 2005. Yes. Per Wikipedia. But then he cashed in on John Cena, I think, at like New Year's Revolution or something. It was in like the, after a Elimination Chamber match, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think Cena was the last person standing, and that was insane because he like went through this match. And this was originally, this is when nobody uh, realized like what people could do with the Money in the Bank briefcase. You know, no, like nobody was fantasy booking because it was so early on. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody was fantasy booking like oh Edge will come out after Cena at this night on Raw or the, and it was it was probably the the probably the only time uh, well I mean I think Seth had one of the best probably the second best cash in but this might be the best cash in just because it was the first and it was unexpected because they had a full on elimination chamber match for at, at a pay per view a pay per view that people paid good money for and the winner was Edge at the end of the night. Yeah, right. they saw the the first swerve, and and like you said, Andrew, there was only at the end of pay per views. Nobody, none of us talked about. Oh, he's going to cash in. He's going to cash in. Right. Maybe someone would interfere, like setting up the next feud or something else. But no, nobody. There was not. There was no such thing. Mm-hmm. And that, think about it now. Like anytime that there's a cash, every time that there somebody has a money in the bank briefcase, it's yeah. It's it's like a foregone conclusion if you know uh, this person has a title. Oh, this person's definitely cashing in. Definitely cashing in. Side note, um, for those of you that read kayfabe news, there was actually a really funny article about how fans should cash in using their money in the bank briefcases uh, against fans with replica title belts. 
at events. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. That's actually very good. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what MT, what what MT Arena, <laughs> what this, this is a brand new show. <laughs> check it out. It has some of the funniest articles and the article titles I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, kayfabe news. Kayfabe news is amazing. Um, so you have Edge. Anyone else you guys can think of that? The Miz. The Miz. Um, when he def- uh, when he defended it against uh, Randy Orton. Uh, and I believe the I believe the Miz actually lost, and that's well, what that that triggered the angry Miz girl face. Well, no, I know. I think uh, the when Orton lost, I think that was that it Orton. I, yeah, well, because he cashed in on Orton. I think it was like on like a random episode of like Raw. Yes, that's cause that's yeah, what started. That. That's what started the Miz's reign as as champion for a few months. Actually, yeah, actually he had a, he had a long reign, and he 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 retained at WrestleMania. Can you get? Can you tell me when he lost his title? Because I don't remember. <laughs> the Miz. That's a very good question. I have no idea. Everyone remembers that he retains it, but honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, wait, he doesn't did, have did he, it now. Did he ever? Actually, <laughs> did he actually really ever lose it? <laughs> Do you is ever... he still the champ? <laughs> I'm confident he is. He still has that gaudy belt. <laughs> but the Miz was a good one. That was that, and this was. Uh, this was, I think, kind of when they were starting to give it to mid-card guys to get them completely over because The Miz was just like a tag mid-carder guy. Like, no one ever saw him as a champion. Apparently, oh, yeah. WWE did for a little bit. He had maybe, like, one Intercontinental title reign, you know, under his belt by that time. Yeah. Um, and then he had won. He won the briefcase, and he held it. he held it for quite some time. You know, made that part of his character, heel tactics, you know, going into cash in and he doesn't. A um, couple of close calls, and when he actually did it, it really put him over, took him to the next level, which I'm hoping that they do again on Raw. I, I feel like I'm always lobbying for The Miz. Uh, in that case, also, The Miz held the contract for 127 days. See? Mm. Yep. They're saying yep. that this year they want to make whoever wins the um, Money in the Bank matches the men and the women they want to well from what i was reading that these are the words that i i read on this uh, dirt sheet they said uh they really want to make them uh, a superstar they really want to make whoever it is like take it to a next level because the last couple they, of years they've been the, the winners have done nothing well i think this year it's going to be dana brooke dana brooke's going to win it all i really hope so i i know <laughs> i, I no, honestly i really hope she does win because and we could talk about booking next week but Honestly, if if Sasha is not, you know, playing well with the company, they obviously can't use her. They're not going to put her in a big spot. So they, you know, Dana Brooke gets that spot. I hope she gets it. You know, honestly, I think Listen, she deserves it. You you don't get many opportunities to to um, showcase yourself and really make that impression. So Dana Dana's getting a, a big one now. Yeah, and not a knock against Sasha. I don't I, you know I, I don't know the details, but Dana is in that situation, so she might as well capitalize. Uh, but but Nick's uh, or 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 Chris, someone said something about lackluster. Oh, yeah, you said you know, Nick, you were saying like, you know, the last few Money in the Bank winners have been pretty. Uh, I think Corbin was probably one of those. Uh, I think Corbin and Strowman may have been the worst of the recent Money in the Bank winners, mainly because they didn't they didn't win the championship. Right. Two of the biggest guys in the company, and they, they uh, well, in terms of stature, but still, they, they couldn't uh, get the job done. 
<laughs> and you had uh, that Baron Corbin tried to cash in on Jinder and Cena interfered, and that was just a waste. And it really is a waste because this event only comes now once a year. Mm-hmm. So if somebody right. if somebody squanders it, you're essentially like you don't have a, a money in the bank winner for two years now. And then if somebody yeah. squanders it again, it comes three, four, five years. Yeah. I think the most memorable one in my memory besides the edge well, uh, yeah. has to be Dolph Ziggler cashing in. Oh, that, After yeah. WrestleMania yeah. 29. Oh, that crowd was white hot. Right. Yeah, he got the biggest pop I think I've ever heard. Yep. And I believe he fought, uh, he he cashed it in against Del Rio. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That was after I think uh, uh like twenty nine a... I think right WrestleMania twenty nine. Uh, it was the one that we had gone to. That was, yeah, it was that WrestleMania twenty nine, and that was the Raw the night the night after. Yeah. Because it was at was it was at um, Izod Center. I want to. Yes. Uh, or it was yes, the Izod Center, or or possibly the Intercontinental uh, the Continental Airlines Arena. They only have intercontinental title matches at the Continental Airlines Arena. Ooh. But is it around anymore? I, no. No, it's not. No, it's got. Uh, that was probably one of the best pops ever. That's, that was when the night after WrestleMania was a big deal. deal. Right. And I remember the crowd was going nuts when Ziggler came out and yeah. cashed him. That was like the prime example of having a good post-Mania crowd. That's the crowd that they come. They fly in from everywhere. They, they're diehard fans, and everyone was, you know, wanted to see Ziggler win, and they yeah. saw him win finally. And he wasn't even in the match. Obviously, it was uh, Jack Swagger versus Del Rio. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, Del Rio's knee got injured. Uh, I believe he lost the match. Um, and as refs were tending to the knee, said injured knee, Ziggler came out, cashed in, pinned him, and that was it. And then uh, I think eventually Del Rio won it back in like some weird double turn. Yeah, it, it was like a double situation. turn. I guess he just like kicked him in the face or something, and he partially concussed but, him or something. I don't yeah. know. Dolph was that. Dolph was wonderful. That was a good one. Um, trying to think of some of the others. Chris, do you have anyone in mind from uh, from years ago? I know that. Uh, John Cena was the first one to lose yes. in his attempt to cash in, uh, which I thought it it did a few things. I mean, I, I if I, if memory serves, and Nick probably would know better than I would, I think that John Cena gave a week's notice that he was going to cash in. Am to I am I wrong? To CM Punk, um, yes, he did. I think he gave a week's notice. So it really wasn't the surprise. Like, I don't know why he wouldn't want to take advantage of it. I mean, is he that pure a character that he wouldn't want to take a chance oh, I'm sure on the element of surprise? I'm I mean, sure. it was so. I'm sure he's very pure at heart, Chris. <laughs> John Cena cares about us, don't you know? Because, <laughs> well, he, he was very, very gracious to CM Punk saying, in a week's time, I am going to want to have that belt. And that was at, uh, that was at Raw 1000, if I'm yes. not mistaken. Yeah, when he, when he, uh, and, and one of, I know that, I think that, uh, I could be wrong, but I think that match was used in Hangover 3. I don't know how I remember this, but I'm confident that it was used in Hangover Three. Why was it in the Hangover Three? <laughs> Look it up. I it might be uh, okay. I, I'm not gonna question it because you guys questioned me about the whole, uh, the whole Dolph Ziggler AJ Lee thing. 
<laughs> and you what? said I was nuts. What did I miss there? Uh, <laughs> on like episode like ten, maybe it was. Oh. I said, "Oh yeah, do you guys remember about uh, Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee making out on in front of a fireplace?" And Chris like, "What? What are you talking about?" And I looked it up, and then you guys were like, "Your minds are blown." <laughs> but I'm gonna look it up. You can look it up in the meantime, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to it. But. I have no idea what's happening right now. That was <laughs> that was uh, that was the raw one thousand. That was that was at the. Yes, I know, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but was that also the infamous episode where The Rock could not breathe after a clothesline? I, I might have been. I, I want and Big Show got involved. <laughs> this was a mess of a raw one thousand. But either way, yes, John Cena foolishly gave everyone the heads up. It's oh god, that was so. It's like you get answers to a test. And you're going to just say, I don't want these answers. I want to take the test anyway. And I'll probably fail. <laughs> Guaranteed pass. But you decide to fail anyway. Yes. It yeah. wasn't Hangover 3. Oh, okay. It wasn't Hangover 3. See? Yes. Everyone, I was right. Look it up. I didn't say you were wrong. Oh. Well, I stand <laughs> uncor- incorrected. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Cena took that first loss. Uh... Damian Sandow, I remember he won the Money in the Bank, and he. Do you remember when he excellent gimmick? Do, do you guys remember when the Money in the Bank briefcase was leather? It went from being leather to an, uh, then to, to it having that dumb Money in the Bank logo on the side and like the steel. It was like a steel case yeah. after a while. That's not when they threw it in the river, right? Uh, they threw it well. It, it, when Damian Sandow threw it in the river Cody, or something like that, Cody, I think Cody threw it in the river because Cody was uh, Cody was about to get it, and then Sandow threw him off the ladder because yes. they were tag team partners at the time. And I think I was in Boston too, if I remember correctly. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, when Sandow did get it back, he got it back in the form of like a brown briefcase, briefcase, briefcage. Uh, just a quick a brief cage. Just just a quick cage. Uh, How about a Johnny Cage? Yeah. Yeah. And he uh, and and or Luke Cage. He ended up losing. Ooh, speak Christmas. He ended up losing the 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 match to I. I don't. I believe it was Cena. Cena's involved in yes. every like loss of the of that Money in the Bank briefcase. He got he lost it himself. He made Kennedy lose it. Sandow lost it. He's got to exert his influence. He's got to throw his weight around somehow, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know he's not over enough. Uh, so that was Sandow. What a what a waste of what a what a yeah that that moment. His gimmick, not to go off topic here, but I am. His gimmick originally was awesome, snotty. Yeah. Before S- before snotty and yeah. like I that's the only thing. He was snotty. <laughs> that's what I think of, he, had, he had a cold. He, awesome. he had a cold. He went to Fompon? What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shots fired at Fontbon Hall Academy. Where For those of you who go to Bishop Carney. <laughs> <don't listen. laughs> There's only two of you left. <laughs> I'm always torn about Bishop Carney and Fontbon. My sisters went to Carney, but uh Every girl I've dated was from Fontbonne. Well, Shout do, out to Monsignor Farrell. How, okay, do, I, how uh, do I decide? <laughs> Boot is a variant. Boot is a variant. I hate Zavarian. Ooh. Um, Zavarian's going to reach out to us and be like, we're going to fight you at WrestleMania 36. 
Yeah. <laughs> Me and uh, Joey Baloney. <laughs> we hope, went and got I new haircuts. I, I hope there. I hope to God there's somebody on Facebook named Joey Baloney that reaches out to us and be like, "Yo, you looking for me?" You know, I, I actually de- I developed a uh, in, in on MySpace. I developed this gimmick called uh, Ro- Rocco Marini, and I used it to uh, to annoy the hell out of uh, Guidos in the area. I I was I remember this. I was the thorn in the side of many Guidos in South Brooklyn. Oh, that's around, funny. Around 2005. That's funny. <laughs> Yo, it was a fight. It was a fight on 18th Avenue. Okay. <laughs> we want to find. Ah, oh, man, if Danny was on this podcast, he'd be able to elaborate. <laughs> okay. Anyway, while everyone was out playing, uh, while everyone was out uh, on 13th Avenue, um. We were playing WWE. We were versus... watching Money in the Bank. We we were playing SmackDown versus Raw 2004. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing guys like RVD win the Money in the Bank briefcase and defending his title at ECW One Night Stand. <coughs> were... Now, why, why why would he have two night stands? One night stand is very off putting in the room. <laughs> you have to have you have to have a, a symmetry in the room. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta put your cell phones on one nightstand and your water on the other nightstand. You can't, you can't mix them up. <laughs> and this this was uh, this was the cash the epic cash in when you had uh, the entire cr- uh, crowd at the Manhattan Center or uh, Hammerstein Ballroom at the time, literally chanting. Uh, Cena swallows. It was maybe one of the, the best, you know, matches to to watch just from a chant perspective. Cena swallows. Cena swallows. Cena um. swallows. Um, what other uh, notable winners did we have here? Um, a nice surprise was uh, Dean Ambrose. I would say uh, a couple of years back, cashing in on uh, on uh, Seth. Oh no, it was Roman. He pinned Roman, didn't he? Was that? Oh wait, was that the one night where it was Roman and every member of the Shield had a had the same championship in one night? Yes, because it was I think Roman and Seth. Yep. They all held the WWE Championship within five minutes of each other. That's right. Yes, because Roman was the champion. Rollins beat Roman, and then Seth came out and cashed in on Rollins. That's yep. Yep. again as. Nick and I were saying like two weeks ago or a week ago, what a novelty act that the Shield was, and it's like these guys are aren't thirty five yet, and they still have a classic night where all three of them were were the champion at one point, which is wild. And they did that, and, and this is what set uh, set up Dean for his SmackDown run at the top for for a good while, and he left his title on the back of a car in like Vegas. Uh, I was like, <laughs> yeah, great <laughs> gimmicks going real good. I, I think possibly the, the most memorable one has to be Seth cashing in at WrestleMania 31. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. That was, it was great because it was it was a heel winning the championship at the end of the night, but people wanted to see it. Yep. Precisely. And, I mean, it, it worked so well. It was, it was done so well. It was legitimately unexpected. Like, like we were saying before, like Edge was unexpected, and I think this was unexpected too because nobody, I, I don't think, was was considering 
uh, a move like that, especially with such a high profile match of Lesnar and Reigns, like anyone watching would say, okay, that's that's a specific match. They needed Lesnar for this match. They got him out for this match. He's a part timer. They're not gonna f this up. You know, it's either gonna be Lesnar or Reigns winning this, likely Lesnar, and then boom, Rollins comes out and cashes in his money in the bank. And if I remember correctly too, uh, he had a nice pop with that as well. Oh yeah. Um, oh my god. And that was only the, I believe, the first time and only time uh, cash and actually took place at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I, which is probably a little more significant than other cash other cash ins. I agree a hundred percent. Because you know you have ninety thousand people as opposed to twenty five thousand. Mm. Oh yeah. I mean, you make more of an impact. Right. TNA impact, Chris. Global dumb, dumb, dumb. We don't cover this on. Uh, we don't cover Impact Wrestling on MT Arena. What's that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> we will, however, cover AEW. Just uh, stay tuned for that. That's a yes. qu- quick plug into our. Did, did they get a TV deal? Um, I, I was reading that they don't have a TV deal yet, but they are working with something with um, the UK. I would hold out till next week because next week are we'll uh, more information. The media upfront meetings, which may uh, tell us more about the status of AEW. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, next week we're going to have uh, Cody Rhodes on the show. Cody Rhodes will be here. Yeah, he's a big fan. The and uh, Chris, Chris Jericho. Uh, yes, Chris Jericho uh, will be here. Dustin Rhodes. <laughs> Where is this lying? Completely lying. <laughs> Uh, we went through a ton. We have none of those guests. We went through a uh, a ton of Money in the Bank winners, um, but I'm looking forward to uh, to a few weeks from now. This this Money in the Bank is actually shaping up to be a pretty solid show, all in all. I mean, you do have AJ and Seth. You have AJ Lee came back. AJ Lee came back. She's going to be fighting Seth Rollins. Um, <laughs> over. It was just a misunderstanding. I don't know yeah. why they're fighting. <laughs> Uh, Becky is having two matches. It's I think that's it's, gonna be awesome. It's a, it's gonna be a stacked show for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Becky's gonna have a new T-shirt. Becky two matches. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I don't. I would I don't love know. to see that. Actually, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, uh, Kofi is fighting uh, Kevin Owens for the championship, which has been just in the bottom of the drawer because yeah. nobody cares now that we have the shakeup thing happening. Yeah, it just doesn't. Uh, Samoa, Samoa Cookies versus uh, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I, I really hope uh, Samoa Joe's son gets involved somehow. I mean, Rey Mysterio's, Rey Mysterio's son. son. Yeah, I mean, he is training to be a wrestler. So I, I don't kinda... know if this is his way to break into the business with his father. I don't know. Yeah, and, and he actually kind of looks like him, too, a little bit. Yeah, he's just like the opposite in terms of body size. Yeah. He's <laughs> a tall man. He's a tall man. He's a tall drink of water. Uh, <laughs> so I think uh, you guys have anything else we want to bring up? Chris, do you have any uh, any other Marvel comments from last week? You know, we had our we had our podcast. Yes, I did characters. listen to that. I did listen to that. Any any characters um, we forgot? Oh, by the way, welcome back from the snap. Welcome back from the snap. Unfortunately, Danny is not here due to the uh, the, the Soul Stone. Yeah, someone. Um, Chris and Danny had to fight it out in the Soul Stone, and yeah, yeah. Danny and I got went to uh, went went to that planet, and uh, as we were discussing, I just kind of pushed him over the edge. Um, yeah, and you woke up in some river with the Soul Stone. 
Yeah, <laughs> I woke up in my uh, in my bed. Your arm was glowing. <laughs> I did. I did enjoy. I liked your picks. I thought they were very thoughtful. Um, I I don't rem- I, I remember one of them. You had said that Cesaro was going to be a vision. Like, vision, yes. Vision was it Thor or Vision? Uh, it was, uh, that vision. was Vision, yeah. It was Vision. Okay, yeah, I thought that was a really good pick. Um, Black Panther as uh, Kofi Kingston was a good pick, and for Nick Fury, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. If there's anyone else that we've we missed, if any of our fans have any you know comments, let us know. If there's any cash-ins, any money in the bank cash-ins that we may have left out, or you think we should bring up next week, um, let us you know. Let us know. Reach out to us at Empty Arena Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, Empty Arena Show on Twitter. Empty Arena Podcast on Instagram. And Insta. Empty Arena Podcast on Facebook. Uh, check us out on Twitch. Uh, check us out on Reddit. Check us out on Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> check us out on uh, Funko Pop Price Guide. Check us out. Check us out on. Check us out. Check us out on HewlettPacker.com. Sorry. Uh, sorry, my, my mic hiccuped slightly. Who's Mike? Mike. He's the fifth member of the Empty Arena. Yes, that, that, that's, <laughs> our, that's our producer, Mike. It's all right, Andrew. No problem. <laughs> All right. Well, um, also, guys, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share us to all your social media accounts. Tell them uh, how do good it. we are. Uh, like us on uh, iTunes and rate us and review us. That helps us get uh, get us a little bit further out into the uh, to the realm, to the quantum realm, the, and, the stratosphere. And uh, three minute booking is coming back very soon, and we want to do something with our fans. So, give us scenarios. Give us random, you know. Uh, WWE superstars that we can pair up and figure out a creative way to get them to wrestle at one of the big four pay-per-views. We want to hear some uh, comments from you guys. It'll be fun. be very fun. And on that note, fun. gentlemen, I believe that is going to be the episode. We will see you or listen to you or no, you'll be listening to us next week. Bye. 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 This has been an Awesome Studios production.